0: Hey everyone, welcome to another week in 2020. We don't care what the date is, we're not going to welcome you to the show, because there is no show this week. (laughs) We're cancelled, we cancelled ourselves, we played ourselves. We played ourselves hard. I don't even have, where's my phone? Take over Brad. All right. (laughs) Oh,
1: for the second time today.
0: It was in my pocket.
1: Oh, there it is. Is that your phone in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me?
0: Okay. So let, let's break it down for the tots. Um, I think it's Wednesday. Um, it's We're recording at a much later time right now because uh, Brad and I hooked up today about 5.30 p.m. per the huge as one does. And we took a nice little walk. We uh, discussed our off-the-record items before the show, and then we launched into a, a two-hour, just beautiful medley of our voices waxing eloquent on the world our weeks our shoutouts were on point yeah we we razzed people in maybe the best way year to date we razzed each other we razzed each other genuine laughs were shared and moments of intense inspiration where i could tell like brad's eyes were getting big like oh we're gonna get traffic from this one son yeah and um Anyway, so we're glad to not be able to bring you that podcast tonight. It's somewhere in the ether.
1: <laughs> it is uh, completely erased. And um, the professionals that we are, you know, we just knew that we had to hit record again and, and jump back on that horse. So.
0: so this is that feeble attempt. Sorry for being so ratchet.
1: Let's get it.
0: It's the Weekly Catch-Up
1: with Carson and Brad Here to talk about the week we done had It could be sports, religion, politics, we keeping the tabs You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in they bag Get your facts up, on Wednesday we'll be counting the stats up So turn the volume up till it's maxed up, you know the drill So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up And chill, we back up, this is the Weekly Catch-Up
0: you're just down for this little social experiment here. Listen, man. I thought we were The people just have been do... waiting all week. I thought we were going to do like a a minute long apology and then just sign off, but you're you're really trying to remount this horse.
1: When I say that we're professionals, like I know it's a lot of our friends and family that listen to this thing, maybe it's a couple of my students like you and I both take this very seriously. It's something that we look forward to every week and uh even if it is just like close relatives or friends that you know want to hear about our day to day, I'm putting more stock into it than that, and I feel like we have a lot of good things to say. Felt like we had great conversations uh, earlier, and I'm not trying to recapture that um, or or uh, capture lightning in a bottle twice, but uh, I think we owe Isn't it to weird? ourselves.
0: Isn't that weird? Like, because my first thought. For a moment after the recording did not download and, and work properly, um, I just was kind of frozen in fear because I'd never really thought of this scenario potentially happening, and that that's an error on my part and you know my my part of the show um, that needs to be addressed. And then it was just like what would I do in a situation like this other than hit up support and say, can you retrieve an audio file that didn't make it down into my production download folder? Mm-hmm. Um, but more than anything, I just felt like this, this is going to sound so stupid. Nah, what, we're not going to do the normal stuff here. Tots like we're, <laughs> we're defeated right now. <laughs> like I feel this sense of like l- deep loss, Yeah. like intense loss where I'm like, I feel negative on myself because I'm like, Oh, well, all of that was a waste. And I just had a great conversation um, with you mm-hmm. and definitely benefited from that. But when you have the conversation in the context of thinking about it from the ears of the people that, you know, listen, sure. you tailor it. And um, I thought it was just a great episode that hit on so many things that were relevant. Be redhead mad transitions. Um, yes, man. You had a
1: great and, uh, listen. I I harp on Carson all the time about uh, golf. We had a good little back and forth, and then he told a wonderful story that uh, I don't. I thought it was beautiful, and and maybe he'll tell it tonight. Maybe he'll tell it another day. Um. But yeah, we we are definitely feeling um severely disappointed that that we lost that episode. And so I guess I don't really know what our plans are now. If we, if we want to, what are you feeling, man? What do you want to talk about?
0: I'm feeling like everyone should head over to Patreon real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Carson's ready to drop some F bombs on y'all.
0: So. <laughs> uh, Carson just dropped plenty of F bombs when that recording didn't work out. Oh, yeah. Believe me. Yeah. I, I just was in disbelief. Like I don't, I can't even be mad. Um, But yeah, I, We appreciate y'all listening. None of y'all are going to get shout outs at this point. We had beautiful recollections of uh, (laughs) our our weekends with friends and family. Alec and Rochelle's baby shower with very innovative, wonderful games uh, had by all. And um, you know me reconnecting with my golf buddy and having our first money round in months. Not going to tell you anything (laughs) about that. Um, we talked Bryson DeChambeau in the U S open big inspirational, like before and after story. It's
1: my, yeah, it's, that was my favorite story you've ever told. Yeah. Potentially my favorite golf story I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. So if you want to hear about it, Google it. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so, so we're currently, we're not even in the closet right now. We're out in the living room
0: (laughs) with our hair down. We have the stars game on, um, yeah. What did I, I'm like, wh- where's the nearest liquor store? <laughs> like I am just so upset. I, yeah. It, it It's weird. It's not just a recording of like your voice or your conversation. It was a piece of like intellectual property um, that you, you're going to drive 80 miles round trip to do this. And it's just ridiculous that, you know, there's not fail safes in place to guard against this. This is why we need a young Jamie.
1: Yeah. Um, from here on out, we'll, we'll probably find a different platform, maybe to record or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll just have to feel it out. But yeah, it's very unfortunate. Sorry you guys didn't get to, get to hear a lot of the points that we were making, a lot of the stories that were told.
0: And it's kind of cool, though. At the same time, we've never done like an immediate post mortem of like what we discussed with yeah. not, without having the, the produced show to listen yeah, to. Yeah, nothing
1: to show for it.
0: Um, yeah. So we can just kind of, it's interesting. Like typically at this time on Wednesdays, I've gone back to work, gone back to email inbox zero. Yeah. Or, I'm
1: on, I'm on my way home by now, if not home And already.
0: Yeah. You're typically home by this point. Yeah. Um, and so there's a high that I'm still on at that moment when it's published, it's free and clear. Mm-hmm. I've, I typically just pop it up on my iPhone. Listen to the first 10 seconds and I'm like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I get home. My dad already has his earbuds in. He's listening to it.
0: Yeah. And it's like this high that typically I go to bed a little bit later on Wednesdays because it's like, it's hard to shut down. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, typically I get that high from big sales experiences or public speaking or um, a situation like this. And um, so we don't have that feeling this week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's talk more about that, though. Like, why do you what makes you feel the way you do about this podcast and whenever we finish up an episode? Like, how do you liken that to making a sale or closing a deal?
0: Yeah, I think that they're different in some ways, like, um, but just anything that makes you nerd, like anything that you have, like, slight anxiety about is something that's obviously important to you and that Mm -hmm. you're dedicating yourself to in many ways. And um, you know, this is a strain on both of our weeks and Wednesdays go by extra quick. Cause you're trying to fit everything in and yeah. still make it here. And I'm trying to be available to go when you're here and yep. blah, blah, blah. Um, So it's, it's, I don't even know the point I was making. Yeah.
1: Well um, I, I was just asking you how you liken it to like making a sale or just the feeling that it gives you. Um, I know for me, like, Wednesdays are also crazy hectic, and I get a free period, one free period a day, and on Wednesdays, like, I'm finalizing my notes, whether on my phone or typing them out. Um, it, yeah, we do dedicate a lot of time, and I, <laughs> you and I don't think have talked about it much, but I also get that anxious feeling whenever we come in here and start pressing record, um, especially, you know, depending on what's going on in the world at the time and knowing some of the topics that we're going to be talking about. Um yeah it, this podcast is very impactful on our lives. It gets me lives.
0: back to um it gets me back to like interpersonal life story inbox 0. It gets me back to this reckoning point, this break even spot where it's like okay, you know, I I made sense of my journey through the world this past week and I tried to rationalize it and sell it to you people. And if you bought it, like even better. But the fact that I had a a forum to try to sell it to you in the first place, I'm probably going too deep with that. But, you know, it's um, it's the only thing where it's like this is truly what we control in our lives um, to a certain extent. I mean, we made a great point on the the real podcast tonight (laughs) the good episode (laughs) that golf you're dynamic in a, a situation where everybody else is also dynamic. There's, yeah. you know, you can't just beat the next guy. You have to play your own best round and you know, they come in behind you. Like there's all, everything is moving around you. And even with the show and the software that we use and the production, we can't control every aspect, but it is the most direct personal form that I have to communicate in a free flowing, easy way. And like button said on the farewell podcast, podcast this week like it's therapy
1: yeah absolutely um we've talked many times about how sometimes i know what the topic is going to be i don't necessarily know where i stand on it and we kind of just sort through the facts and it's like oh you know or like you bring up you know your perspective on it and many times i'll agree with you even especially whenever we talk about politics i know i come across as like the white apologist uh potentially you know left wing even though in my core values i lean more right um it's just with this you know particular president of office i feel a type of way but we don't need to get into all that right now has the president been a problem recently um i mean maybe slightly just like the last five years or so something 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 rather got it um but yeah no like a lot of times i figure out where i stand on certain topics in real time as as we're recording so
0: uh, there's, well, there's a lot of value in that. I certainly challenge you. Oh yeah. Because I just, I'm like, well, why though? Like, I'm like yeah. a kid, like, but as, what you, if-
1: as you should like, and it's something that we also talked about in the earlier episode is like being able to have that discourse and being able to disagree, being able to come together, you know, with our thoughts and opinions and being able to walk away as friends. Um, it's oh. just something that's not, um, doesn't happen often these days
0: and I'll, I'll replug that that part um, the best part about this podcast episode is that you're just gonna get the T TL- this is the TLDR <laughs> in yeah. so many ways uh, but crystal and Sagar rising the hill search it on YouTube the hill is a publication outlet out of DC this is uh, they're both partis. they're not partisans but each of them come from one wing or the other and they have really rational conversations and uh, present really meaty factual news about what's really going on with mail in voting or whatever the case may be it's like a deeper dive that is based on on fact and has the emphasis point in the appropriate place uh per moderates and just center left center right and just economists like normal normal people today you know the proper normal millennials and and up you know mm-hmm. um so anyway Butchered that plug, but please do check that out because that's something I've been ingesting recently that has brought some sanity and some rational thought and perspective to what's going on around us. And 15 minutes on this program feels like about a year of uh, CNN consumption.
1: Yeah. Um, And one thing like I haven't watched it, but I already wrote it down in my notes after you had mentioned it the first time and something that I really appreciate, like it may be lost on a lot of people like this is going to come across as like a well, duh, but in today's world, whenever you get on social media and you see like all these people ranting about Republicans or people ranting about Democrats and all these things, like it's important to understand that both sides can be right about different things or both sides could be fighting for the same thing, but going about it different ways. And that's another thing that's really important to me and why I want to check out this program is that, Like, I want to be able to hear both sides of the argument without like name calling or anything like that. Let's just talk about the facts and, you know, see where the chips lay after after the conversation. Um,
0: It's one of those programs that doesn't necessarily they discuss things in a way that I do as well. Not like, okay, leave your virtue signaling and your idealism and all of that at at the table. Let's discuss what's really happening and what to be prepared for, really. And one of the things that they've warned against is a red mirage this November where some of the uh, in-person voting reflects Trump having an early lead. And then Biden days after the fact with mail-in voting, which can't start being tallied until election night due to some really strange restrictions that is, is basically going to produce a 2000 like election, except with less diplomatic statesmen than Bush and Gore were at the time. Yeah. And so it's different things like this where it's like, I I feel like uh, they're both very educated and articulate and I just love them. Um, Just really stumbled, not stumbled, but they've been in my algorithm a little bit and just listening to their stuff is so um, there's so much research that has gone into this. Like it's really great journalism.
1: Yeah. Um, So I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. Being able to bring back some of those, to this podcast um i i feel like you and i both listen to a lot of different podcasts we keep up with the media and everything and so it's always interesting to me like you know you listen to your joe rogan i listen to my joe budden and um sometimes they talk about the same things you know they're kind of overlapping and one's entering spotify and one's exiting spotify but just hearing what they have to say and then coming up with our own ideas on top of that, of, about what they're going through. Um, yeah.
0: Been listening to more Budden than Rogan recently. I feel like Rogan's been on this, um, like Skype interview train recently. And yeah, I was like, just not as good quality. No, like they're, they're virtual podcasts mm-hmm. and I just don't, I mean, I, I, I have seen some of those, but they're just not my preference, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so Joe Budden's exiting, and then they're, you know, they're, it's not all rainbows and butterflies over at Spotify with Joe Rogan.
0: No, uh, as Budden would say, I'm glad we exited as the house, the house is on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pound, yeah.
1: Pound, pound. yeah. He was basically saying, you know, it may not be us causing all the trouble, but as long as there's a fire, we don't care. <laughs> we just want it to burn. Um, but yeah, they're trying to censor Rogan.
0: What is happening where I know they are, and we discussed this at length in the first episode? <laughs> sure, and sure wish y'all could have been there. <laughs> it's a shame. You should have been. I, I'm trying to rope you back in. Um, what is it about purging? Like, at what point in the podcast do you feel complete where we just can sign off? Like, because there's a level of fatigue that happens after a little while, and you're like, man, I'm tapped. Like, yeah. even on the earlier podcast, we we discussed a bunch of things like mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, updates with all this different stuff and yeah. just had a great conversation. Let's re-highlight that. We just basically said, we talked about RBG just being a BA yeah, <laughs> for incredible 20 woman. minutes. Incredible. Just forging paths uh Trailblazer. Just, yeah. She we did fanboyed, so much for women's rights. We, we fanboyed the ish out of her on episode one yeah, of wish, wish y'all
1: could have heard it we did her justice <laughs> um
0: but the point being that you know in some ways i feel that purge because like we recorded it i yeah. watched the sound waves happen man i know and then it's gone and it's like i still feel a little bit purged but what is that like what is that borderline for you on this well, show and it's, what is that within us i
1: mean all for seven days we're accumulating all these stories that we think could be good content for the episode. We're coming up with our
0: <laughs> and uh, then we tell none of them,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And then it's like, "Oh, I left my notes like on my desk." Um but I don't know, like we wait all week to tell some of these stories and then we finally get it out like I definitely understand I mean, whenever the episode goes right and it is recorded, there's a sense of relief and it's like, "Okay, another one down." Right now it's more of just a you know, feeling deflated. And that we were, you know, we accumulated all those stories throughout the week. Like, you know, we told a lot of personal stories this week and everything. It, it, was, and it's like, it was a great episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we keep saying, I don't know. I, what, what do you want, man? It was a great. What, what, why are you stopping? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like. You're doing good there's a sense of, I want everyone to hear these stories and I want to be able to retell it, but I also don't want it to be mimicking exactly what we did. And it's like the thing, the jokes that I told that made you laugh because I caught you off guard. It's like, am I going to retell those things? And,
0: uh, well, sure, Brad, <laughs> we can do that because we're sociopaths, <laughs> right? Want to recreate a former moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like totally over it. Like I, Sometimes I get into a little vein where I'm like, yeah, let's recall that. Like RBG was cool, like Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, and more respect to her than that. That was just an example of one of the things that I did kind of recall up. But yeah, I just I don't feel like going in depth on any of the things that we discussed. And it's a it's a shame. Yeah. Like I'm I feel like this is I was joking with you in between these crappy recordings that we do every week. And saying <laughs> maybe this is like a moment to reinvent ourselves, like from the ground up. Yeah. Let's rebuild. Yeah. You know, like what what would we talk about if we were like this is the first time that we've been out just chilling. We're watching the stars get their butts whooped right now. Well, I mean so it's three one, it's super twenty twenty, right. you know. Um yep. and I just I I I don't care, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> So, if you could add something to this show that we don't already have,
1: what would you want it to look like? Besides swearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I- I'm do that. about at
0: that point where I don't like it. It's not a problem in my type of business world. If I if I were to be profane, I'm very profane yeah. um, in my company, um, and that's not a not a bad thing. Yeah. The startup world is very profane in many ways to build a level of authenticity because it really does become your family. Like, you know, it's you can't always be proper because sometimes you're like, man, and and you have to set ground rules too. It's like, you know, sometimes we have to check each other and be like, this is my preferred communication method in this type of scenario. Mm -hmm. And when you like, especially during times of COVID where it's like you get an all caps message, could have been a mistake. Yeah. You don't know the tone. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it's not as urgent as it seems. Yeah. You know, maybe exactly. And so it that that part has been interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and with the family stuff, like, you know, you grow up and figure out that they they all swore the entire time and <laughs> just didn't tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I feel you. If, if I'm ever unemployed by the Texas Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Might be right there with you.
0: What if we did this thing where I swore and you
1: didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you I have to hold myself accountable. I'm not holding you accountable.
0: I, I got to say, though, it, it's a convenient card that has not been played in that, you know, were I to ever slip up. To, the only the only couple of times that I've actually slipped up on the show um, were not for emphasis it was more like in trying to recall something you know or just like as casual language. honestly (laughs) you know I I forgot I was on the show for a second but the point being that since I have not played those cards and been profane in my rhetoric on the show if I did and used it effectively it could convey a severe point yes to the tots especially the ones that don't talk to me on a weekly basis that know how I would normally talk (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And we can also use it as a selling point.
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: We can we can monetize those episodes. Remember the paywall?
0: What, because we're selling to children? Or what are you talking about?
1: No, I'm saying like the more risque episodes, you know, if we were to venture into that.
0: I, I really think after today we should do exclusively that. Yeah? Yeah.
1: How much are we selling these episodes for?
0: Um... I think it's a, a monthly subscription, and you get X number of episodes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And if you tip us, we'll do whatever dirty stuff y'all message us. <laughs> you know, when you say we... Uh, I'll s- make Brad do it, <laughs> yeah, too.
1: I have not signed any contract. I'm not obligated to do anything.
0: Um, you ever think about signing up for one of those... What is it? Cameo or something where <laughs> I could just like send you my toe hairs for a week and get like $100? <laughs> Yeah, man. There's
1: I'm sure there's people on, online that would want. That. I would
0: do like I would do photo shoots for, you know, it's like put peanut butter between your toenails and walk across <laughs> the sand, you know, and what? it's like a thousand dollars. Like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, give me the money. <laughs> Pay me that subscription.
1: I'm, yeah, that would be hard to pass that up. And it, <laughs> it, it, I mean, peanut butter. Like, but,
0: uh, f- peanut butter I between your- is $5. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, peanut butter between the toes. That's not really risque. That's just gross. Choosy I'm pornographers, cool choose Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, There you go. Yeah, there he is. I, I love how you're like, yeah, you want to do Patreon? And then the second I say anything, like semi-adult, you're like, oh, wow. You're like, sucks that I do this podcast <laughs> with this.
1: I got to err on the side of caution, man.
0: Why? Because you worried? Yeah. You think, uh, what would happen if any of those Adventists listened to this show and caught you saying something? Who knows, man, but no, non-EG it's white. also
1: it's also like, obviously, I talk with you differently outside of the podcast, but in present, like anytime I'm presenting like a product or anything, I'd probably speak a little differently. So even if I didn't work for the Adventist system, I don't know if I would come on here and talk that much different.
0: Personally, I mean, I, I don't work for the system and I've been good except for twice yeah so and that was an accident right it typically is when i'm in proper company or if i don't know you mm-hmm. especially because that's that's one thing and that's an interesting reflection even among people that are profane you're not like hey like effing nice to meet you man like because then you'd <laughs> be like well who's the hillbilly you know right it, it is an interesting thing my grandmother used to always say like uh swearing is a sign of a lack of vocabulary yeah like you couldn't come up with a more articulate way to express that thought than to say oh it was effing that it mm -hmm. was like well is that a unit of measurement or like (laughs) just the way you felt like how do you mean the adjective like it's not very explanatory and she had a point
1: i totally agree I, i kind of view it in the same vein as like whenever you're in an argument and you begin like just kind of mocking whenever you resort to just like uh, copycatting, like, nah, 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 you know, um, just like low level,
0: low until I mean, like- anything, whatever your line is, like, especially like one thing that you should always just guard against is like the second you venture in the neighborhood of like name calling yeah. or anything that confrontational. It's like everything needs to be squashed, you right. know? Yeah. Like that. It's like there's so many things you could say to me, but don't. don't clutter up this stuff with that, you know?
1: Yeah. You can't take back the name calling.
0: Well, you can't take back a lot of things that you say or do Mm -hmm. and accurate, but whenever it becomes personal and like, you know, if
1: if like somebody calls you like big nose or, you know, something that's like, (laughs) is that what people are (laughs) saying about me? (laughs) No, I'm just saying in general, like, um, you know, they start calling out like physical attributes um it's easy to take back whenever you're arguing about a situation but whenever they bring like personal characteristics and different things like that it's like oh that's how you really feel about me (laughs) and even after this conversation like you still have those thoughts
0: i i feel like that was your way of saying that when women say well you have a small something a small penis Uh, Okay, I forget that you're cool with that word. That's the one word that we can say on here. It's a
1: body part, bro. All
0: right. Uh, I noticed that we've never said the other one, and don't say it. Don't say it. Vagina. What? Uh, I'm more comfortable with like profanity than you (laughs) being all anatomically, you know, verbular over there. That's not cool.
1: They're not swear words, man.
0: That's disgusting. Don't say that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Isn't isn't it weird that our generation would rather say the P word out of respect than to say the V word? And our mothers would cringe at that. Our our generation uses the P word as though it were the V word. And like, it's not negative. It's not denigrating. Isn't that weird though? You know, I know I, I don't know
1: if I'm following.
0: I'm saying like, if you've ever had a conversation with your girl or a girl mm-hmm. about their hoo ha, it's like you don't use the word the V word too often, right? <laughs> you're about to say it. Some no, I'm not gonna say it. That, but that's not my guess, right? It's like, yeah, I guess not. Just in like casual conversation, you're just gonna be like, oh my, my P did this or whatever, <laughs> not like my V did this. You know what I mean? Like it feels like you're at the gynecologist.
1: Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like. Uh I'm
0: curious to know the feedback
1: we're gonna get on this one.
0: Well, this is kinda I'm gonna get feedback from my mother on this, and this is largely because <laughs> yeah. she hates the P word and she oh. thinks it's oh, like Oh, I'm so sorry. She's um
1: See, I, I don't mean to offend
0: the P word.
1: Uh, no, I know.
0: You didn't say the P oh, word. Oh,
1: I said the male P word.
0: Oh, yeah, which yeah. Is, yeah. No, she doesn't care about that. Got it. Okay, I'm with you. She has a stance against uh the P word. Yeah, it's crude. And thinks that it's like um denigrating or you know just vulgar you know and um at the same like i i would argue against that with this generation like i just feel like maybe that's my own take i mean we i love how inspirational and and like motivational and and wonderful wap
1: wap is like the top song in the u.s right now so it's a great there you have it
0: i i just i feel so bad for the amount of like substantive topics that we covered in the episode that was deleted and just we're discussing the P word right now. We're not even saying it. We're discussing it (laughs) and not even saying it. Yeah. What value is there in (laughs) any of this? We should put this podcast in the garage with the car on. (laughs) With the garage door closed. I said in the garage (laughs) all the way. (laughs) Man. There was a uh, there was a woman on some forum or something or on news. I heard about this today, and she said something to the effect of if Biden is elected, me and the kids are gonna go get in the garage with the car on and the garage Whoa. door closed. That and it was is like woman very dark. Calm down, find a different way to make your point. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause you're you're talking about murdering your children now. Yeah, that's... So now now you're a crazy lady. Hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like you kinda that. You get perked up at that. <laughs>
1: no, I don't. That's that's intense, man. That's what I'm saying, like we should be able to talk politics and not get to that level. Like even even joking wise.
0: Well, we're pitted against each other existentially. Yeah. We see the um we see the fruits of that from the uh the RBG seat opening. And Mm -hmm. all of the um, chaos that's ensued from that, Uh, we broke this down at length, made some great (laughs) points um, in the deleted episode, and I'm glad that we had that conversation.
1: (laughs) You don't want to shine on any of those points? (laughs) I'm done.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm done. We should just do what we should have done in the first episode and simply pay our respects to her, and it is (laughs) what it is with the rest. It is what it is, man. Kesara sera. Say love you. You just gotta meditate. One thing we didn't get to, this was the thing I asked you about. What's that? Heck yeah. I love <laughs> this little follow-up. Oh, we should do the pull up weekly <laughs> catch up, like after the show. Yeah. Like in the green room. After hours. It's like, you know, it's the hair down version. We should just have a Patreon episode every 10, 15 minutes where we just talk about the episode and we just like cut it apart okay You know, we're profane we're like this is whatever this is the part where we really wanted to say this stuff um that should be the new format this yeah. is the breakthrough that we needed was losing a great episode of content that would have been mm-hmm. just endeared people to us even yeah. further
1: they would have like that was probably you guys gonna- would have loved this
0: <laughs> that episode was gonna put us on the map <laughs> that was the one. Yeah. That was the one that Spotify would have called and signed yeah. us to some shit.
1: Like, you know the song Mambo number no. five? Or,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Lou Vega. Lou Vega. <laughs> or uh, Baja Men
1: had uh, Who Let the Dogs Out? That last episode was going to be our Who Let the Dogs Out. Man,
0: when Lou Vega came out, that was the interlude on some Disney show or something. Yeah. And, um, and they, we they, loved it.
1: They put Disney characters in it. Instead. Disney
0: characters altered lyrics, and even my mom would come into the room and she'd be like, Whoa, "Who is this, Lou Bega? <laughs> yeah. I like this." And this was right around the time that you could start buying music like mm-hmm. online. I'm pretty sure, like okay, through i I don't remember. Yeah, what iTunes, it was. maybe Napster. I can't because I was like still kind of a kid. I was like maybe early, maybe early teen, maybe, maybe nine to twelve, sure thirteen. And no, it was probably before that. I was a little bit younger, but um, anyway, we could finally buy mumbo Number no. five by Lou mm. Bega. So we bought that original master son. Nice. And the lyrics had changed slightly, and my mom was like dancing around. <laughs> and she was like, "Whoa, oh, whoa!" It was like with the real women. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. it wasn't like, like Mickey a little Malos yeah. And a stuff. little bit of Monica in the sun. Plus, he's he's describing what Monica's doing and right. stuff, and
1: yeah. They're not, yeah. They're not just hanging out with Pluto anymore, you know?
0: No. Yeah. They're trying to go to Pluto. (laughs) What does that mean? I'll let you find out on the Patreon episode. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Oh, I do not like my laugh on the after show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just feel like all my, all my, um, all oh my give a dams have been given for the day <laughs> yeah. because it, you showed up and it was a stressful day as it was. <laughs> yeah. That's why we took that walk. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I was like, I need to cool yeah. out for We're a feeling second. A little tense. I was so deep in the tech startup portal today that like, it was one of those days where I was like sharing my screen while recording on zoom and going in between tabs as I was directed from another country so that I could provide documentation for a development team And I I didn't even know I was like, where am I in the vortex? (laughs) Like, are you seeing my screen or like, am I recording yours? Or like, what's happening? (laughs) I literally was having a breakdown. It was just, man.
1: Yeah, I was dealing with kids that were just blatantly cheating.
0: We talked about that. I I know, man, 12 out of 30 of these. Yeah, I, I told them to cheat harder. And I will reiterate this point. I did say that I don't like your students, and I especially don't like James.
1: And James, I love you, man. Don't you worry about it. I
0: always got your back. I will reiterate, as I did in episode (laughs) one tonight, I don't like you, James. (laughs) James, you're the greatest. You made it to two cuts, so you're obviously a little (laughs) booger that's gotten under my skin. (laughs) Oh, I need... Never a good place to be. Yeah,
1: James is going to have to come back with an audio clip. We're going to
0: have to make that happen. Hopefully, he's as compelling as Isaac was. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <Ugh. laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Oh, how's Isaac doing? I have no What's idea. What's up with Zoom? No idea. No, he's graduated. I don't know. Oh, is he going to Zoom college? I don't know. Is he sitting, sitting at Zoom home? <laughs> he's like, should I start a meeting or just chill? <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where a lot of those didn't kids are. You did follow up. Right What's up? You didn't follow up? Only the best and the brightest get to follow up with you. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I mean, if they keep contact, then I'll keep contact, but like
0: It's only the best and the brightest, like I thought. I mean <laughs> I mean, what other nerds follow up with their teacher? <laughs> you know, like, hey man, I made it. No, nah, there's a I'm lot of DeVry.
1: there's a lot of dumb dumbs that
0: uh <laughs> that's talk to me. Shout out to you, David. <laughs> Yo, talk about the dumb dumbs. Let your hair down. Talk um, about the dumb kids, dude. Tell me, cause yo, I'm I'm sure Isaac is killing it, but my man had not had his coffee the day that he submitted his audio snippet.
1: Yeah, well, it was in the midst of COVID, and and Isaac, it was in the midst of COVID. They were just told that they couldn't go on their senior class trip. Like I would be a little
0: bummed and kind of a downer too. Yo. But twenty four hours a day, you'd be bummed. Like you're always Eeyore. You can't perk up <laughs> if you get a media opportunity. Like he's coming yeah. on a podcast, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, so like we'll see." I, what's I up think there.
1: I think he was probably milking like the 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 sad situation
0: of it. Did you tell him to play? No, a I really didn't.
1: Like, I thought he was going to be a lot funnier, and that's why I asked him.
0: I know you talked this kid up, and yeah, then, you know, you'
1: hilarious. Like he always had the class rolling, and then
0: I'm pretty sure multiple tots like went to the garage and their car and the door down <laughs> with their kids with hearing that yeah. one. Got it. My sister loved it. She hit me up and she was like, <laughs> best guest ever. <laughs> oh. And yeah. Isaac, we, I, I love you, man. I, I don't like James. If you see him, you can let him know that. <laughs> he's but not Isaac's see James. Cool. I'll see James tomorrow. Cause you know what? Isaac gets paid for the attempt in my book. If he's willing to, to mess with us, then that's cool. I feel like James mess with us. no, when how
1: when he was like he li- Isaac hasn't even listened to a whole episode of the podcast James
0: listens often you know what he contributed <laughs> James is only taken <laughs> he's only, he's only taken away
1: okay well we'll get
0: we'll he's get He's like James. a dependent child <laughs> just another mouth to feed oh man just more ears to feed crazy um so anyway if James is listening um turn it off please don't (laughs) listen keep
1: listening man love you
0: it's shocking that this is like the real episode that will go out (laughs) and i'm just like punting (laughs) take over b-rad take what do you want me to what do you want me to talk about i mean just take it for what it is the opportunity to discuss all the things that maybe were our inhibitions don't let us to on episode one (laughs) every Mm. week or reflections or we can end the thing. We're going to end it early regardless. This is not going to go for two hours. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just make the best out of it. And this will be a story, I guess one day. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is going to, this is going to be the episode that we look back on whenever we have a full blown studio and millions of subscribers. Like I told you off air all those rappers talk about how they went from the basement to the top floor.
0: We could do uh um,
1: This is this is our this is our basement moment and we're gonna make it out of the basement.
0: We could do um this is something I've thought of and this is super vulnerable. Hit me. Um we could do like direct address situations. Like what do you mean? Like say something to somebody. Yeah? I mean it's like bringing tears to my eyes, but do you have something to say? No, I mean I have a a billion things to say. Yeah. Um it's hard it, when you break that seal. It's mm-hmm. like that's like really genuine and that's not it is me in like a recognition type of way. It's yeah. funny, I work for a recognition platform now and I started a manual paper form submission recognition system at my last W two job prior to this position yeah, and felt like it was an easy way to build morale and engagement. And I like to do it in a funny and kind of sarcastic and mm-hmm. like a duh, like, or like a really honestly, I think my defense mechanism in that situation is um, over the top.
1: Yeah.
0: Our president had, he was having a killer Friday and like shipping all this product that was just like improving things, like little things that customers had wanted. And I was just like, man, someone is having themselves a Friday, like just steady iterating. Like these, I was just laying it on thick and there was a witness of course, because there's, it's always better when there's a group or Mm -hmm. somewhat of an audience to, to pile it on thick, but to tell somebody one-on-one, like, something positive about how they've affected you or something is mm-hmm. very vulnerable and probably not even something we should do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you go down that road, then I will have a open, honest moment and speak to that too. But I'm going to have to have you go first because I got to see how vulnerable you're going to get. And if you do that, I'll provide some content for you too.
0: Now I, I don't even have anybody in mind to oh, bring well, this up. So I'm like, well, which is part we, of the we, point. We can go down the road. Another we, time, we didn't have it in mind that we would, you know, delete tonight's beautiful episode. But yeah. um, who's somebody that besides Dean? Dean, man, you got roasted in episode <laughs> one. Yeah, you did. You, you two solid weeks of Dean just being. Well, what's his character in the show? Um, like the comedic character, the recurring. Mm-hmm one scene comedic character that brings the house down. Yeah. Dean's been that guy. He's like
1: jazz, like on Fresh Prince, you know? Which one was that? Uh, His friend that like always gets kind of thrown out of the house by Uncle Phil. He'll like come in, say something off color and then get kicked out. Okay.
0: I'm like, uh (laughs) maybe I don't watch too much Fresh Prince anymore. That's fine. (laughs) I forget it. Uh, He's like Eddie from Leave it to Beaver or that. Yeah. He just comes in and then he says something smart outly and you're like, "Oh, that <laughs> yeah. guy! Ah, it's so funny." Yeah. <laughs> so we got him good. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about? Um,
1: opening up, to, and you said somebody besides like my oh, dad. Or, who's
0: somebody that you know? Oh no, I listens I, to the show that, um, I don't know. You've uh, you've grown from, or something
1: that I've grown from hmm um
0: what i can i can go if you are not ready you
1: go you go first and then i'm gonna build mine
0: i got the approval to mention this um on the show and this person will come and update you with all the deets on on the new gig and whatnot but one of our most tried and true listeners, Michael Denny, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw, if you're regular up on LinkedIn, but mm. he had a big title headline change here recently. Oh, yeah? He resigned his position at River on Consulting and has joined Toyota Connected mm. as their newest corporate strategist. And it represents a move that he's been trying to make for a lot it's been more of a a maturing middle and in-game approach and it's like on that path for him mm-hmm. to get out of uh straight finance and um to really go into a more technology oriented field and he was cracking me up he hit me up he was like I'm finally working at a company that uses slack i think i'm in the <laughs> right place <laughs>
1: yeah hey even cta uses slack baby
0: but you know he started college 2 years after i did mm-hmm. and has since gotten more degrees and more letters behind his name than i will ever get i just Beast. got the bs and you know yeah you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i just got the bs and he got all this stuff and certifications and masters and blah 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 I went mm-hmm. to real schools and um did it all by himself yeah at the same time and Fast forward like less than 10 years, less than eight years for, for some of these degrees. Um, well, hell, he, he didn't graduate undergrad until seven years ago, mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. Um, he has paid off all of his student debt. He is free and clear. Marion Bell. Yep. In the role that he has seen himself in that required some of the the past that he's taken. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes he's been remorseful over, you know, it was always his goal to get to a certain point and then he'd get there. And of course it was not his ending point. Right. Yeah. Um. He worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers and it was like, yo, this is like the big time. Yeah. It was like big four. This is uh kind of what you were aspiring to based on being an accounting major and all of this, but he never wanted to actually, do what the degree gave him the ability to do. He just wanted to brush up on the areas that he felt less least proficient in. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's just crazy to see 10 years on uh, just the amount of debt that he paid off and the discipline that that must have taken and what he's been able to cultivate both professionally and personally. And um, he's given me solid recommendations and uh, it means a lot that he listens to the show.
1: Um. So deeper than that, how obviously like he's one of your peers, one of your best friends, um. But speak more to the just his accomplishments, but what that does for like as far as like looking up to him, um has, has
0: he. It's, it's weird because it's not always been a looking up to situation mm-hmm. and you know what? I mean, if this is like, this isn't the Patreon episode, but this is the, the raw episode and that's probably been like a point of contention for us mm-hmm. over the years. Like we've, we've jockeyed for position with each other. If one of us has ever felt like the other is like the beta in the situation, like I'm always reminded. I'm like, oh shoot, this is like we're like two alphas sparring right now, mm-hmm. and it's not. It, it is. Um, it's a relationship that pushes you in different ways. Like it can be inspiring, and it can be. It, it's interesting. Like, um, early out of school, I experienced some initial success based on my age group mm-hmm. in terms of earnings and and where I was and he was still doing the long haul in school and and playing the long game and i always had full faith i was like i know that he's going to get to this level of uh employment and partnership that i'm not going to be able to match like with with my skill set unless i lean into like sales or or whatever is going on yeah and um you know he's definitely hit that point right and um no just i don't know like it Yes, it's inspirational, but it's not like I've always looked up to him like I want to overtake him again. Sure. But then he wants to overtake me again. And that's I think that's part of what will make our friendship long term mm-hmm. with long it's already 10 years strong. Um and it's weird because the other person that I would highlight from the show like Heston that religiously listens mm-hmm. and is um you know anybody's equal and or superior intellectually business wise investing wise all of these different things like I call him for advice blah 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 um we have a less uh competitive energy like situation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and more of a um it, it's it's weird like do you have friends that like characterize your male relationships where some are they all the same level of competitive energy? or no. Okay, so talk about it. Because um, I'm well, out here spilling my guts and stuff. and like, <laughs> well, we should end I, this episode.
1: I, I was going to share as well. No, but as far as like my male friendships, I mean, I feel like most of my male friends are all in wildly like different stages of their lives than each other like so it's really hard to be competitive like you work in business alec works in nursing um you know i I can go down the list of all my friends jobs and like we're all in different fields really like we vary and so there's not really any competitiveness unless maybe you look at like life achievements like i have a couple friends that are married, some that have kids, some that have kids on the way, you know? And so whenever you look at it from like, if, if you're trying to start a family, then maybe, but as far as like achievements and different things like that, that's never something that I really focus on anyway. So.
0: Well, that's how we're so different and why you and I are complimentary. Cause you're over there like, Oh, he's got a family. yeah, And I'm like, No, he's got a billion dollars, like, (laughs) you know. Right. What is, you know, I I claim to aspire to want what you want, Mm -hmm. but my actions do not back it up. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to want that, you know. But I claim to want that, and I think I do, Brad. (laughs) Yeah? You know? Uh, I think that there's a lot of time left in my life. Sure. Because I'll last until at least 68. Yeah. With that heart attack. But yeah, that's a like. like 38
1: like years. Like December. Like. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Like not January turning no, no, 68. No. I got
0: like 37 yeah. and a half years. Left. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully 15 to 20 of those will be spent <laughs> with a good woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And the other years you're just paying child support for all the other women.
0: Goodness, what? Why? Why are you always starting this narrative, bro? Just teasing. I don't have any kids. <laughs> Just teasing. I hate that you do that. <laughs> Man, jokes. Um, you get to carry so, this show after that, so you do want it? Yeah, yeah, some of it. Yeah. Which parts? Um, like a wife at Christmas and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So only December 25th, like she's rolling in. No. And like every Sunday and you know, um, I don't know. I, I know that in my heart of hearts, I want more than that. I want like a true, um, I want a true situation.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that in some ways the whole Scorpio sign plays very true for my, like Mm -hmm. what my insides tell me. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I Scorpios are always looking for the one and it's Mm -hmm. like a very distinct thing. And you can be on such a good side with a Scorpio or such a bad side. Like James, super bad side. (laughs) Like he should go away. (laughs) Um but if you're in that endeared spot, it's like a different plateau. But it's also something that I think is unsustainable in many ways. Do you hold a lot
1: of stock in like uh, Zodiac signs?
0: No, um, I don't. Like it's kind of a cliche. It's kind of a basic white girl type thing. Well, Um, because I'll be honest, like sometimes I read,
1: I sometimes I read like the cancer descriptions. And even though I'm like, ah, this doesn't like a lot of times I'll fit that description and I'll read other Zodiac signs that and I don't and I feel like I do not fall in line with those descriptions so i don't feel
0: like it's random um i have to comment i know the, call me crazy but the scorpio stuff sometimes like i'll see like a and like i have a couple friends that are scorpios mm-hmm. on instagram and they'll share sure like infographics and stuff because we're so screwed up yeah and um, no, uh,
1: so i'm dating a scorpio and that's she, she does the same
0: you know yeah. Because this podcast is an intimate relationship of collaboration and a shared vision for the future, which is exactly what your romantic relationship is in all the ways that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, the same way that a co-founder relationship needs to be complimentary like that mm-hmm. um, or co-host or whatever, like romantic relationships do too. Yeah, and, and Cancers will... and Scorpios work very well together. Well, news to me, buddy. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> July 6th. That's um, yeah, okay, I can see that, yeah. Um, but th- the point being that I've read some of those descriptions and and moods or tendencies sometimes and been like, imp- not impressed. Like, oh wow, mm-hmm. but like, I I was impressed upon. I was like, that is a better articulation of something that I've always felt was different or something.
1: Yeah. Um I think there is some stock into it in the sense that like you and I have both read Outliers and I believe that's the book where Malcolm Gladwell talks about like hockey players and yes. the month they're born matters because you know if they're born um you know during the summer or something like enough months have passed and then they're old enough to start uh hockey practice sooner than other kids that are born later you know what I mean and
0: Simply put, the if the hockey tryouts for the big league of, of high school were, were January 1, you could be born up to December 31st of the prior year. Mm-hmm. So the kid that has been alive the longest, has had the <laughs> most time to physically mature, is the kid that's most likely to progress to the next level and become an outlier.
1: Yeah, and, and then they get those experiences sooner or they get them when other others don't. And I think they're... I don't know. I, I do believe that, you know, the month that you're born, it does affect your life and in the season, you know, and all. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: no, I mean, part of if you could in be that
1: a- case, that's that's why I do put some stock into Zodiac signs, just because I think the month that you're born does dictate certain things in your life and affects you and your behavior.
0: Additionally, like. If you could become a crack baby because of crack consumption by the mother, Mm -hmm. or if you could be um, handicapped in any particular way because of um, uh, alcoholism early in the pregnancy or something to that effect, the same could be said for, you know, if you were conceived in a time of like stress, like a COVID baby that somebody just got laid off and they figure out they're pregnant or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they happen to be born whenever they're born. You know, there's a disposition, a nature nurture situation that's going into that, that, that formation almost. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's something to it. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to everything. Yeah. I think it's all right in certain ways. I think that there's an element of truth in. A lot of different things and a a big level of error and paraphrasing and retelling in the rest of the whatever it is.
1: Yeah, that seems fair. It's kind of also whenever you talk about religion and how so many nations, it's like they have similar stories. It's not like every single thing aligns, but... um, a lot of the accounts, you know, like the creation of the world, uh, you have the Noah's Ark and different things like that. Like you'll find those stories within other religions. Um and then we look, you know, as Christians, we look at other ones and we're like, whoa, they're completely wrong. Like, you know, Christianity is the one truth. Um and while I identify as like a Seventh day Adventist because of you know my upbringing and then after studying the bible i do feel like if you are a legitimate seven-day Adventist and and you're not you know um incredibly judgmental or anything like that I, i feel like you know those values do align with the bible um but i can also recognize that other religions are equally valid in some aspects and you know just because they call god by another name we we still share similar beliefs you get what i'm saying
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think that but and, it could and, and, be all elements of the same story well
1: and that's my point is like that should in my mind make the bible even more valid that in different nations we still have similar stories and like we shouldn't shy away from that that should be acknowledged and like used as further proof to make the Bible more legitimate
0: and those stories more legitimate. Well, but by the same token, you could say that should make the Quran more legitimate. Okay. You cool with that? Sure. Okay. Th- that's not a wrong answer. Yeah. Um, to each their own and whatever gets you, you know, your sense of community and all of the placebo effects of, of organized religion and, Um, cultural identification and a sense of home and belonging. Like those are a lot of the long-term effects that I've taken from it. Mm -hmm. Even not um, I'm, I'm uncomfortable saying that I'm not practicing. I'm totally not, but I'm not, I'm like, I meditate, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to expose too much here, (laughs) but you know, it's uh, we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. No. And, and, Whenever I say, like, yeah, that makes the Quran valid. Like, I think all of these books were written by imperfect people, and, you know, they're just telling their accounts. And in my mind, you know, the Bible, I feel like God wouldn't have allowed it to be written um, if it weren't for his purposes. I can't... I haven't really studied, you know, the other books of religion like incredibly in-depth, so I can't speak on those either. But... um.
0: You know, to me, I I think there is, I think, I think it's, uh, yeah, but third party, like it just sounds like you read one book and you're like, yeah, I'll go with it. (laughs) Like I didn't investigate the others it from a competitive religion perspective. But again, I think if you've got one of the messages and it works for you and it makes you a better person and it gets you through this existence, Mm -hmm. then don't toy with it. Yeah. If that's your regimen, stick on it. Well,
1: for me, like the other books, whenever it talks about the radicalization and like, you know, taking out other people who
0: who don't believe the Bible says the same thing, eye for an eye. In old testament. Okay. hmm That's always confusing where it's like turn the chapter and everything changes. Yeah. <laughs> new laws, new rules. Right. Jesus
1: came so we wouldn't have to do all that.
0: Yeah, but didn't you always get the bit about it's like, oh, the new, the new uh, Sunday laws or whatever. With, um, they're like, isn't it funny how all the commandments still apply except for the, the Sabbath one? And they would talk about how the new law of love is used as a way to get around the seventh day Sabbath. Who says that? Yo, a lot of Adam Desai I grew up around. Oh,
1: I don't know. I think they're misinformed because. If you're looking at all the commandments, I don't I mean you you hold all of them up on the same pedestal.
0: Bro, I, I really do think that with you as the face, we could start a religion. Is that right? I do. You're already in touch with the youth. <laughs> Step one. That's all we need. You have a face that like you could take men's wives. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm just going to view that as a compliment,
0: it, but you have, you have the face that you could take their wives and they'd be like, if this is further in the mission, you know,
1: <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know what this means.
0: I'm just letting you know.
1: Thanks, man. I'm not going to. You don't got a David Crush on your hands. You
0: did say in episode one tonight that you were going to Waco this weekend. (laughs) There's a big plot of land out there. Yeah, (laughs) that's for
1: Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like, that's not to form my own uh, religion.
0: Well, I'm glad that since we began this rescue episode, the stars are now losing (laughs) five to one instead of three to one. Oh, my goodness. What a night. You about ready to back the car into the garage?
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. Let's let's turn the engine on.
0: Cool. You can use it. I'm going to hang myself in the bedroom (laughs) instead.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Hey,
0: to all the Tots out there, I am so sorry. You didn't highlight anybody. I got all vulnerable. You just just closed out the episode. Nope. 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 We're (laughs) not leaving until you vulnerably highlight people that drive you or give you energy or whatever. You give me energy. Come up with it, you creator. You give me energy. Don't highlight me. Love you to death. That's not that's not vulnerable. You you enough. guys
1: don't really see the vulnerable Carson. Like he comes on here and talks about the, you know, his, you know, he talks big game. He's no, a I don't. he's a
0: softie at heart. I'm a huge softie.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a Scorpio trait. So who are you going going to highlight be red? Um
1: I guess I can highlight I'll highlight Buffin Abroad uh, just because I know he's a frequent listener and he's somebody that I really look up to. I've probably talked about it um, a little bit. But, you know, like going – so he was a senior when I was a freshman at Burton and I was like a dorky kid with spiky hair, Harry Potter glasses. I had a high-pitched voice for a while. Um, Didn't have a lot going for me. I was kind of – to be honest, I was picked on a little – in high school. Right. And, um, you know, the, the seniors, they, it wasn't just me. They picked on a lot of us just cause you know, hazing and that's, that's kind of <laughs> what kids do. Right. I, uh, maybe I did that a little bit as a senior as well. Um, but I also, I've always tried to be a little bit more cognizant of it because I went through it and I, I feel like that's why I am more like, let's hear people out. And even if I don't agree with you or, Even I don't know, I just try to be sensitive to more people's feelings because, you know, I've been sensitive and I've been picked on and different things like that. But as a as a freshman, um, whenever I joined the soccer team, Brock, Brock, uh, just a big old white boy, like, you know, this was our first year of soccer at Burton. Um, So we were both in the first the first team that Burton ever had um and brock was the goalie and i was the starting defender because a lot of people didn't join the soccer team so brock was one of the biggest dudes and they just put him in there and um once brock and i started playing on the team together you know we formed a relationship we could kind of joke around and it seemed like everybody else kind of stopped picking on me like brock and i would talk in the hallways here and there um i remember asking him like on myspace for some music recommendations and he sent me like uh panic at the disco before they were even Whoa. before they were even huge before they're even like first radio single or anything like that. Um, Dang. yeah, he would like Head of the curve. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, that's always been a whole lot to me. And just as the years have progressed, like even before we started this podcast, I had posted something on Instagram saying that like, Hey, I wanted to be more creative. Maybe I'd, um, you know, post some more writings of mine or I would talk like I would have a podcast about music or different things like that. I remember putting it on my story and he actually replied and said, man, you should go for it. Like I would totally listen, like whatever you do. And that was like, I don't know, just over the years, it's been really impactful, for, impactful to me. Um, and he's always been somebody that I looked up to in that regard.
0: Um, Dude, freshman to senior perspective and relationship is like ginormous. Yeah, like I, like
1: and like, I don't even expect him to recall any of that or even to know how much of an impact it had on me. But it's stuck with me for so long. Um just because I mean even on this podcast sometimes I don't always seem incredibly sure of myself. Like I'm not a even though I get on here and share stories and stuff, I'm not incredibly outspoken. A lot of times I just listen to people and kind of gather what they're saying rather than sharing my own thoughts. But he's always been a huge advocate of, of me and like whether he knows it or not, he's always kind of pushed me to progress and put myself out there. And so that's always been something that I um, have really appreciated and really taken to heart.
0: He like changed your uh, day-to-day situation in terms of status for without even knowing formative period of your life. Like that's, Isn't that incredible? Like the little nuggets that we leave for each other or like um, you forget it's it's so interesting. Like we were at the wedding a week or two ago and um, Meredith's boyfriend Brian is really good with kids. And I'm like, what a weirdo, like what a (laughs) nerd, like why are you talking to these kids? And um, he just strikes up a conversation. And the next thing you know, they're playing video games together and he's off doing all this stuff. And I just, I, I don't even know the kid's name. Yeah. You know, it might be my own cousin. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I I don't know what that is about me. But mm-hmm. if you were younger than me, I just don't know your name. Yeah. I didn't care for the longest time. And looking back on the impact that people that were a couple of years, a couple of years older than you at that point, you know, mm-hmm. if they were four years older, that was a world, you know, he was going to college. Yeah. Holy crap. You know, that guy's like varsity you know like it's a big deal and um just to remember back to the impact that those people have had on me and the impact I could be having and you know in so many opportunities have not taken advantage of Mm -hmm. it's um it's like just do it you know
1: yeah well and that's another reason why you know I talk about my students and my relationship with them and I don't think it's the same as being like another student in the school, but just being a teacher and trying to let as many kids know that their opinions are valuable, that their life is valuable, that they mean something to someone like that's incredibly important to me. And people like Brock have um, made me feel important. I want to, I want as many people to feel that, uh, as possible you know um, so i know sometimes like i get on here and i'm the sensitive dude and i'm always you know trying to look at it from
0: perpetually sensitive
1: yeah i guess
0: that, that's that's the shtick you have to play compared yeah. to me who just seems emotionless at times but in some ways super emotional
1: yeah but i like i also view you as a peer that i look up to but You always seem like, you know, held together and very confident. And that's something that I wish I had and I wish I could feel. Sometimes I wish I could shut those emotions off a little bit or not feel so much or not be so sensitive. But here I am. um, And that's just the type of person that I am. And so I try to um, be cognizant of that and find others who feel the same and let them know that, you know, they matter
0: too. You know – it's an act that you end up adopting as your personality. You know, mm-hmm. I'm famous for saying, fake it till you make it in every aspect of whatever you want to get done. Cause we all just, we're all actors. We all look and see what's supposed to be done and act accordingly uh, from a very early age. That's how we learn to speak and walk, and do everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, that that is what it is, um, yeah. but that that is interesting. I appreciate you sharing that about Brock. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over here. I just I'm a little hat in hand. I'll just be vulnerable and closing here. We should probably close this sure. BS episode. But <laughs> I I just feel um, like embarrassed and like I let people down today with you know losing the first episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. I think it's so funny to see the evolution. It's so appropriate that we're going into our one-year anniversary of the show because I have not gone back to listen to episode one. You couldn't pay me to listen to episode one. It's horrifying to me. Yeah. And, you know, we were trying to keep everything so vague and like, oh, this is going to be a variety show and come on (laughs) the whatever show. And like, Uh it's just like two dudes pulling up, once a week, we use janky software. <laughs> I have like I literally have like a whole tab of Amazon microphones that I scroll through every week and think about well, when it makes like we'll get these uh, schmear, whatever they are like yeah. Joe Rogan podcast microphones, like that's gonna grow the listenership, you know yeah. like I'm insecure about things, mm-hmm. including what happened tonight and I hate delivering, They don't know the difference. You know, this could be episode one for all we, for all we care, you know, fake it till you make it would have said, pass this off as episode one. And I didn't have as much faith in us to go this long or, you know, want to keep the conversation going to, you know, kind of present it as such, but professionals, I was trying um, to tell you, you know, at the same time, the fact that this has brought anybody, any level of value or inspiration or anything is flabbergasting given how incompetent i am i mean
1: regardless of how people (laughs) feel overall about this episode hopefully you know michael you listen to this and you understand like the value that you have in carson's life and brock uh hopefully you know you hear my words and understand how appreciative i am of you and then that's two people that you know got something out of this episode and that's really all that we can ask for that's two more people than that are affected than uh you know if we had never pressed record you know we we made a difference in two people's lives
0: yeah i mean i feel like we probably gave information to two people that they did not have prior yeah in many ways um so we should probably never play that game again and uh <laughs> listen yeah we you're champ for sticking through with this you as well all right y'all we apologize i i apologize and um,
1: next week, you know, we'll come back with the we'll come back with the news and the little uh jabs and and fun stuff that we do with each other. Uh, guys,
0: you should have been there. We covered this last week so well. Yeah, it was it was it was so good.
1: There could have been a master class on that episode. You know, people people would have studied that episode to a T and just um <laughs> But that's okay because you got this episode and this one's valuable as well.
0: Mm-hmm <laughs> yeah all right y'all um we'll let y'all go have a great night and a great week we'll check in for the one year anniversary episode next week and we'll catch you up catch up podcast Mm.
1: we'll catch you up then later